This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to this afternoon's Q&A program brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. This afternoon, inshallah, at approximately 10 to 4, Mufti Saab will be leading us in the dua for the Ummah and especially for those in Gaza and Palestine and throughout the world. Continuing with the Q&A, Mufti Saab, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to in the Quran Kareem as Bani Israel? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I just give you an update from the Haaretz newspaper. Three headlines. Rocket siren sound in Gaza border communities. Meaning Hamas is still shooting one way. Alhamdulillah. And striking fear in the hearts of the Jutlas, the Haramis, the cursed nation. So remember, they must pack up and leave. And many of them are leaving. They can't stick it anymore. Next headline, Hamas run health ministry. 9,730 killed in Gaza since start of war, meaning that they murdered the Israelis. 9,730. By the time the day ends and that tomorrow, it will be 10,000 plus minus. So imagine the Haramis murdered, majority of them innocent people, babies, children, women, and men that are not even part of Hamas, and they say they're going to solve the problem. How the hell are you going to solve the problem when your own newspaper is saying, we barely see terrorists, they are underground in Gaza with Israeli soldiers. You see that? So they're they, they drawing them in, come here in the nafaq, in the tunnel, dance until the rechmak. Then we will dispatch you straight to hell one way. So we say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. We support Hamas and we must expose the terrorist regime of Israel and America and all their allies. Yesterday, one student of mine, mashallah, I see he was so happy with the dua. He wrote it in Arabic and then he sent it to me. Allahumma ahlik ali Saud kama ahlakta adaw wa samud. Oh Allah, destroy the Saud family who are the Zalims, the MBS and so forth. And destroy and decimate them as you destroyed and decimated the people of Ad and Samud. Allahumma ahlik Allahumma ahlik ali Saud kama ahlakta adaw wa samud. So you must say that. Ya Allah, destroy America, destroy the armies and Israeli army and woman wa'alahum and all their friends, the Emiratis and the Saudis and the Jordanians. I'm speaking with the leaders and Egypt and Morocco and all these Haramis, Murtads. And remember, they in Makkah, Medina, they say, Khadimul Haramain Sharifain that the custodian and the servant of the two Haram, Haram Makkah, Haram Medina. You must change it to Khadima Israel and Khadima America. These are the Khadims and the servants of the Americans and Israelis. When the Yemenis people told them, give us airspace, we want to shoot rockets, missiles straight into Israel, then Saudi Arabia intercepts it. You call them Muslim. I call them Kuffar and Murtad and Shayateen. Jordan, same thing. Emirates, same thing. They're all helping Israel remember that. And they call themselves Muslim rulers and leaders. These are the people who will always be remembered in history as the Shayateen, as Hizbush Shaitan, we must remember. Gee, what was the question of Sabah? The question is, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to in the Quran as Bani Israel? 
Bani Israel, you need to understand top of the right on top is Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam. Then you must remember his first son is Nabi Ismail alayhi salam. His honorable mother is Sayyida Hajar or Sayyida Hajara radiallahu anha. You call that Tarakhim, Hazrat Aish, Aisha, for Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha. So same thing, Hajar, Hajara, like that, Hind, Hinda, like that. So anyway, and then the second son, Nabi Ishaq alayhi salatu salam, his honorable mother, Sayyida Sara radiallahu anha. Then his son, Nabi Ishaq alayhi salatu salam, son, Nabi Yaqub alayhi salam. So look at this change. Yaqub alayhi salam, his father, Nabi Ishaq alayhi salam, his father, Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam. If you go to Hebron, Khalilu Rahman, you will find all three are buried there in the line. Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, then Nabi Ishaq alayhi salam, and thereafter Nabi Yaqub alayhi salam. Nabi Yaqub alayhi salam, Jacob, peace be upon him, his title and laqab is Israel. Israel means Abdullah. So when Almighty Allah says, Ya Bani Israel, Remember my bounties, favors, ever recurring, showering upon you, refers to those people who brought Iman and accepted the message of the messengers and so forth. Those who were part of Bani Israel, but they did not accept the message and messenger. So we all, see I give you an example, it make life easy for you. So we say, me and you, you Hafiz, Hussein, Wadi, myself, whatever, we say we are the Ummah of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But what about the Jews, the Christians, the Hindus, the atheists, the Buddhists, and non-Muslims? They also the Ummah of Nabi Alaihi But remember, we are the Ummah, the Ijabat. We accepted the message of the Messenger. So we live like that, we die with that, inshallah, with the grace and mercy of Allah. Then, falana al-jannah, we enter into paradise and jannah al-firdaus with the further grace, mercy, and benevolence of Almighty Allah. And the people who are non-Muslim, so, but they are this, in this ummah, they ummah the da'wat. We must, we have the best, we must share the rest with them. So, but if they don't accept and they are sane and mature and they die like that on any ism besides Islam, Quran is very clear, straight to Jahannam and they stay there forever and ever. Chapter 33, verse number 64, 65. Chapter 4, verse number 48. Chapter 4, verse 145. All these are verses. You want the references again? Chapter 33, verses 64, 65. Surah, chapter 4, verse 48. Chapter 4, Surah 4, verse number 145. So Islam is the only savior. For that person who is sane and mature, we have to live with it and die with it. So that is our message that is very clear. So where we have Ummat Ijabat, those who accepted the message of the messenger and Ummat Da'awat. So same thing with Bani Israel. That you have, you must remember, those who accepted the message, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, Nabi Harun alayhi salam, and the subsequent prophets and that, Nabi Dawood, Nabi Suleiman, and all of them alayhi salatu salam. And the last prophet, it started with Nabi Yaqub alayhi salam. And the last prophet of the Israelite prophets was Jesus. Nabi Isa alayhi salatu salam. They all 
came for a specific time and to a specific place and so forth. Then after Jesus, peace be upon him, he's raising to the heavens and so forth. Nor did they kill him, the Jews, the Haramis, the Jutlas, and nor did they crucify him. So remember, 600 years passed, as mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Then the final and the last messenger came. He, Habibuna, Mustafa, Rasulullah, with the international message and global message for all times, all places, all circumstances. But these people rejected him. Why they rejected him? The Jutlas and others. They were sure in their hearts and mind that the last and final prophet and messenger will come from Banu Ishaq, from the lineage and from the progeny of Nabi Ishaq, Nabi Yaqub, like that. So then when he came, Mustafa Rasulullah's advent took place from Banu Ismail. From the progeny of Nabi Ismail, no other Nabi came. Only Prophet Muhammad came. When it came to them, so then the Arafu Kafarubi, they they saw Nabi Salam, they recognized the signs, but yet they rejected him. Why? Because Baghya, out of jealousy, enmity, and hatred. So that is why they are Bani Israel, but the Kuffar dispatched to Jahannam. So today they can say that they are Jews, they are this, they are that, but 99% of them, 95% of them, land up in Jahannam. Quran says so. They said on our hearts there's a cover. Allah said there's no cover. It's your pride and arrogance. Allah Jalla has cursed them because of their blasphemy. Extremely, extremely few Jutla Jews will embrace Iman and Islam. One, two percent in every hundred. So what that tells you? So to open Surah 2, chapter 2, verses 87, 88, you will find it there. So they can call themselves Banu Israel, but they are not going to get salvation unless they embrace Iman and Islam. As I told you with Ummat Muhammadiyah, so they be Ummat Ijabat, those who accepted the message of the Messenger, for them you must remember is salvation. And Ummat Dawat, for them there's no salvation if they die on that ism which they are believing in and so forth. So go read Surah 2, Chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 87 and 88. Mufti Sahib, is there any dua or surah to recite when planting trees or flowers and can you read on water before watering the plants? MashaAllah, so you must remember, say Bismillah, that Nabi Sallallahu who say Bismillah for everything that's permissible and you must remember that you say Allah Mabarik Tana Fihi Fiha whatever it is so you take Allah Ta'ala's name and then inshallah you give us some charity so Allah Ta'ala you know I give you one story you like stories right you know that like tomorrow morning right 4 o'clock will be Adan, 4 o'clock will be Mawlana Arafat's program starting with brother Junaid Mota and Riyaz Hussein so then around 10 past 4 or so Adan goes and then I come down, you must remember, just about five past four or so, Adhan goes. And then ten past four, I come down, and then four twelve or so, we start, right? And then we finish up, I go to the masjid and so forth. When I come back, then I go see the birds, you know. 
So how I see they all standing straight there waiting for their breakfast, you know. So Nashalai put for them extra and then they come, they so and they're moving that and you can see how they walk, you know, they're happy. You know how happy we get when we have iftar. Everybody is smiling, like, you know. So the smoker also is smoking. He can take his cave, like, you know. He can take his cigarette. It's haram all this smoking, buying, selling, smoking, all haram in Islam. So anyway, you must remember that. So they're all happy and so. Then I make one tawaf. I go around the whole house, you understand? See if there's any dirt or anything here, there, and all that. So then I'm happy. Then I enter the house and so forth. So now, so you must remember that when we go, to our homes and I make zikr also read and so forth so you also must do that now when I go there at the back I see a small time garden there I'm surprised you know that one tree is growing so high so high and all these kind of things there so then I ask them that since when this tree was planted and so forth and so on every day and I put some water and so forth so like that Allah Ta'ala will let it grow and grow and grow and then asluha thabitu wa faruha sama. That the bottom will be that the roots in the ground and the branches right in the sky. So remember, we are here with iman, and we are speaking people in America, Europe, Israel, Palestine, everybody listening. So that is how all Allah gives us examples in the noble Quran. So fruit, vegetable, all plant, plant, very good. That is halalan tayyiba, that you eat and consume that which is halal and lawful and tayyib and pure. All those McDonald's and KFC and Starbucks and all shaitani business, you must boycott them and teach them a lesson. We told you that this, that this KFC and McDonald's 10 years ago already or more, I told you it's haram and not permissible. That whether Muslim owned, non-Muslim owned, doesn't matter. And this halal logos means nothing. It's all money-making gimmicks and scholars for dollars business. Mufti Sahib, since the Saudi and Israel have political and economic ties, is going for Umrah considered contributing to the genocide in Palestine? Yes, that was the issue I wanted to address. Then my mind went away somewhere else, speaking about Palestine and Gaza. So now I see that some yesterday alone must be over 10, 15 people asked the same question. So I said, if you're asking me, I stopped going from the year 2020 already. My last Umrah was, you must remember, in 2020 March. So I had the different kind visa, you understand. So therefore, I said, let me go and... We went, alhamdulillah, my wife and myself, with Allah's help, Allah's mercy, because it was expiring also. So I said before it expires. And then, subhanallah, COVID came in, and then, you know, nobody could go. And then after that, they had all restrictions for Hajj. You must be under 65 and whatever. So what halat, changing and so forth. So I decided I'm no more going for Umrah, no more going for Hajj and so forth. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala took us so many times. We still want to go, not we don't want to go, but not with MBS, the Murtad bin Shaitan and Harami there. So when he's out of there, he's sent to hell or something, inshallah, and the changes come, we'll go. We went inside the Kaaba, Musharrafah, Madinah, Munawwara, all that. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma laka shukru kullu, wa laka alhamdu kullu. Ya Allah, all praise, all gratitude is only for you, O Almighty Allah. 
I stopped traveling overseas because to travel 90% of the time on Emirates. So when I see what is happening, so myself I'm speaking, I'll never travel with them, inshallah, again. So if you're asking me, for you, Hussein Wadi, Hafizab, you want to go for Umrah, you want to go for Emirates and so forth, is it permissible? We will tell you it's permissible. Is it desirable? I'll tell you no, it's not desirable. Why is not desirable? That same money that you're using for Umrah and all that, obviously it is propping up the Saudi, Saudi economy. Saudi, this Harami, he's only interested in money. They want 30, 40 million people to come to Makkah, Medina per annum. They want Hajj, you must go up to 4, 5 million. You must remember people, that's their grand plan and so forth. He's more interested in 2030, the Expo, 2034, they bribed their way for the World Cup. Therefore, they had musical festivals, all that, while the children and people in Gaza are dying and passing away. They told him, you shut your mouth and keep quiet, we'll give you the World Cup. So these are Haramis. Therefore, we call them not Khadimul Haramin Sharifain, Khadim Israel and Khadim America. That's what they are, puppets and Haramis they are. And you can quote me in any part of the world. They record me. They also record me. The Jutlas also record me. So you must remember these things here. We must be very clear on these issues. So why I say you shouldn't go? If you've been there already, so that same money, you as a couple want to go. You want to go for two, three, four weeks. It'll cost you 100,000. I'm asking you what that 100,000, isn't it better you give it to the people of Palestine? Isn't it better you give it to the people of Syria? Isn't it better you give it to the people of Libya? You give it to people in South Africa. How many people today, Muslim and non-Muslim, are suffering? You must remember that. That I sent out the message this morning. You got a hundred. You got so many million people or thousands of people who belong to the upper. You understand? Strata of society. They well connected. The politicians, ANC and others, multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires, and for the poor people, the lowest of the lowest, uh, the scoundrels, the crumbs they want to give, 350 rand. How can a family, a person survive on 350 rand? It is an insult to them, you must remember. But that's how they think, that they must just eat and drink and enjoy, and the poor people can go to hell. That's their thinking, you must remember that. So we must become an asset to society, Muslim and non-Muslim. So that is what we need to realize. That's number one. Then number two is this, traveling on, on, you must remember, Emirates and all this. So you know MBZ. MBZ is Pakka, Murtad, and they're just like MBZ. I sent out a message yesterday. Both of them are one of the biggest enemies of Islam currently. So they have supported Israel every way with arms, money, and so forth and so on. So why must we give them business? I even go to that extent and say, you South Africans, you Africans, you Europeans, and you Muslim, take your money out from Dubai and go invest it there in Qatar or Kuwait or wherever. So today, you know, you can do EFT, you can do transferring without you being there and so forth. So that is, but we won't say it's haram for you to travel. We won't say it's haram for you to do business there. Therefore, we will say it is desirable. Remember that. If you're asking about me, inshallah, me, I won't go with them. Inshallah, we will not go for Umrah, for Hajj and all that. While the status quo remains with MBS and them, and so forth are around. These are pakka murtads, remember that. 
They lock up imams of the haram for speaking the truth. Building sanamas in Medina and all that you call Muslim. And you Salafi scholars who have sold your soul to the devil for your wages and that for your scholars for dollars, hang your heads in shame. All you Salafis. I haven't heard one Salafi scholar in South Africa and you know who you are. I know who you are. And when I get made one day, then A, I'll take all your guys' names and I'll name you and shame you and nail you, I'm telling you, because you'll upset me so much. Have you got no shame? Speak against MBS. It's not going to help you tomorrow when you die. So remember, just because they're paying you, 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 take, you keep quiet. You should be ashamed of yourself. Mufti Sahib, this person gets really very bad dreams. Is Rukia allowed and is it recommended for this? Rukya is three things you must know. Every Muslim is supposed to know Surah Fatiha. Every Muslim is supposed to know Aital Kursi. A.K. Aital Kursi. 255, you must remember Ayat number 255 of Surah 2. And you know the four Kuls. Kul Yal Kafirun, Kul Wallah Wahad, Kul A'ud, Bil Falak, Kul Bil Minas. You don't have to go to anybody. The Rukya people is also another money-making gimmick and so forth. So you're a Muslim. Rukya means to blow. So read all that, Surah Fatiha, Ayatul Kursi, Four Kuls and so forth. And blow on yourself. Blow on your children and so forth. So inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will give shifa with the barakah and the blessing of the noble Quran. So whether it's headaches, whether it's you got uh, back pain or you got spine pain or you got uh, the stomach ache or whatever. So these are what you should do as Rukya. Give out charity. Read Ya Salamu. Read, you must remember, the 99 beautiful names of all my Allah and make dua. So there are many, many things. But people today, they fleece them. That they say, you must come by us and we'll do this, we'll do this. I told you a hundred times that the same people, Arab guys, they came here. And I told them, okay, you say you want to test me here. So I went to make wudu. I said, yeah, I'm sitting. Try everything you want. They tried everything. You must remember, nothing worked. They asked, how you feel? I said, I'm feeling better. I say, because you guys, you're not speaking the truth. They get that one crazy guy. He come and make noise. He wants to terrorize you. I tell you, ask me, how are you feeling? I say, you, you can't fool me. You understood? So I told him on his face. I say, you can fool the public, but y'all, I'm going to expose y'all. You mustn't go to them all this. All money-making gimmick business. You're a Muslim. You must know Surah Fatiha. You should know the four surahs, the four kuls. Aital Kursi. Read that and inshallah, Allah will give you shifa and read your five daily salat and so forth. Mufti Sahib, uh, is it mustahab to make sajda tilawa immediately after reading the ayah? 100%. You must remember, you don't know when you will pass away. That death can strike any time. So in a case like that, so as soon as you read the ayat, then you should perform the sajda tilawat. And remember, I told you this on several occasions, sajda tilawat is wajib, compulsory, according to the Hanafis. Whether you do it immediately or in the future, is still wajib. According to Shafi'is, Maliki's, Hanbali's, and so forth, so you must remember that it is sunnah. If you do it, you will be rewarded. You don't do it now immediately or any time in the future. There will be no sin upon you for not performing the Sajda Tilawat according to Shafi'is, Maliki's, Hanbali's. See when you sit with the great, great giant ulama. 
So I spoke about Palestine and the Shahadat and martyrdom operation and how they're giving their lives and so forth. So Hazrat Mufti Rizal carried on with that. Then afterwards there, I said, and I said, Hazrat, let me just make tanqih and just clarify this whole masla with you. Now you are to teach you something. You, the public, you, the esteemed listeners, you should know this. You see in Gaza, these Haramis, these super terrorists, these war criminals, they murder the children day in the schools, in the madrasa, in the mosque, and where, in the hospitals, and wherever else they can find. So you see, they don't have gusal, they don't bathe, the shadow, the martyrs. So that all four schools agree, when you die and pass away as a shaheed with the bombs and the rockets and missiles and what have you, so then there is no kusal, there is no bathing for the shuhada and the shaheed. Why? Allah Ta'ala already forgave them, cleansed them from their sins. A shahada to maha'un lidhunub. That shahadat and being a martyr is a cleanser for your vices and your sins. So you say in Arabic, So that is first issue. So you got it? No gusal for the martyrs. Those people who pass away, like now in Gaza, you are seeing and so forth. Then the second issue comes, you must remember of Salatul Janaza. Is there Salatul Janaza for these martyrs? No Salatul Janaza. According to the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis, and them, no, there isn't Salatul Janaza. That you read Salatul Janaza because we are sinners, but these people, their sins are forgiven already. What the martyrdom, so there's no Salatul Janaza. So from the four schools, only Hanafis will say, no gusal, but remember, there will be Salatul Janaza. So one is the issue of giving them gusal, bathing them. All four schools say no gusal for the shuhada and the martyrs. Then the issue of the funeral prayer, Salatul Janaza, Hanafis only will say there is Salatul Janaza, and majority scholars, Shafi'is, Malikis, humbly say no, no Salatul Janaza. So we should know that. So similarly, yeah, in Sajda Tilawat, only Hanafis say is wajib, the rest of the scholars say it's Sunnah, and I told you that also several times. How many Sajda Tilawat is there are there in the Quran? 15. One issue, al-qadiyyatul wahida, al-masalatul wahida, one issue, four different verdicts. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal say, you should make 15, says the tilawat, sunnah. Shafi'i say 14. So we asked him which one we shouldn't make over Imam Shafi'i. He was born in Gaza al-Mubarakah. So he taught us and he said, you go open his books and you will see the one in Surah Swad, chapter number 38, and that is Surah Swad, verse 24. Some kitab say 24 and some say 25, but the best is 24. So the verse number, so there you don't make sajda tilawat because he says that there is sajda shukr, which Nabi Dawood performed, not sajda tilawat. That is the verdict of Imam Shafi, so 14. We go to the Hanafis, they say 14. So we ask Imam Abhanifa and them why they say the second one in Surah Hajj, that is chapter 22. And verse 77, no sajda tilawat there. They say this is sajda for salat. Because Quran says, and So anyway, that is academic discussion. So that's how they get 14. When we go to Imam Malik, Rahimullah, he says 11. Say, subhanallah. He leaves out the last three, 
Surah wa Najmi, Ida Sama'un Shakat and Iqra Bismi. And like the Hanafis, he leaves out the second one of Surah Hajj. Surah Hajj is the only Surah chapter in the Noble Quran. Fuddilat Suratul Hajjib says the ten. One Surah and two says the Tilawat. Open Mishkat Sharif and that you will find the Hadith there. So this is the academic discussion and you should know all these things here properly. Mr. Jazakallah Khair and Jumufti Sahib. The Substance Q&A program is brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies and also a reminder, the recording of this afternoon's Q&A program will be aired on the airwaves of Radio Al-Ansar from 8 o'clock tonight right until 10, as this afternoon Al-Ansar has changed in the programming only for today. We'll be back with you shortly. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. 